Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in counselor education and supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the case of the Jameson family deaths? Bobby Jameson met a woman named Cheryl Lynn in 2002, in 2003, Bobby was involved in a motor vehicle collision and his back was injured. He suffered from depression and had chronic pain from this point forward. He was unable to work. Bobby and Sherilyn married in July of 2004 and had a daughter named Madison in August of that year. The family lived in Eufaula, Oklahoma, which is about two hours east of Oklahoma City. The only known source of income they had was disability payments. They largely remained isolated from other people, although they would have sporadic contact with family and friends. One individual indicated that the family would go for a year without talking to Sherilyn, and then one day Sherilyn would call as if nothing happened. By 2009, the marriage between Bobby and Sherilyn was in bad shape. Sherilyn had bipolar disorder, which was not being effectively managed, at least in part due to her non-compliance with treatment. The bipolar disorder symptoms started in 2007 after Sherilyn's sister died due to a bee sting on her tongue. Sherilyn had a son named Colton from her first marriage. In July 2009, her ex-husband took custody of Colton after Sherilyn was hospitalized for mental health issues. She lost the child support as a result, which only put more financial strain on the family. Bobby and Sherilyn were considering buying a 40-acre plot of land on Panola Mountain in Red Oak, Oklahoma. This is about 30 miles away from where they lived. If they liked the land, their plan was to purchase it and move a storage container they had on their property to the mountain. They were going to live in the storage container. There were a number of people who lived on the mountain. Some of these people operated methamphetamine labs. The couple pulled their daughter out of school with the intent of homeschooling her, perhaps in preparation for this move. Now moving to the timeline of the disappearance and deaths. On October 8, 2009, 44-year-old Bobby, 40-year-old Sherilyn, 6-year-old Madison, and their family dog went on a trip in their pickup truck. They drove to Red Oak, 
They had taken a similar trip the day before. The family met with an associate of the landowner. After this, the family disappeared. Their truck was spotted in the middle of a dirt road by a few different people, but they thought that it belonged to workers. Therefore, they didn't immediately report it to the police. On October 17, someone finally called the police to report the truck. The police responded to the scene. They found the family dog in the truck. It was dehydrated and malnourished, but alive. The police were unable to find any of the family members. The pickup truck had fuel in it, and it was functional. There was no indication that it was involved in a collision. There was no sign of a struggle in or around the truck, but there was trash around the vehicle. Inside the pickup truck, they found jackets, maps, a GPS, cell phones, wallets, and Sherilyn's purse. Under the driver's seat, they found $32,000 in cash and a bank bag. There was a letter written from Sherilyn to Bobby in the vehicle. It was 11 pages in length. In the letter, Sherilyn accused Bobby of not caring about Madison. She listed a few things she hated about him, including that he was a loner and a hermit. She was asking for a divorce. I guess the prospect of life in a storage container on a mountain didn't seem as appealing as she initially thought. The police were able to extract some information from the cell phones. It appeared as though after the family arrived on the mountain, they exited their vehicle and walked a short distance. A photograph was taken of Madison on Bobby's cell phone. The family then returned to the truck and drove a short distance before stopping in the middle of the road. It was at this point that the dog was locked in the vehicle and the family disappeared. The Jamisons had surveillance cameras on their house. The police looked through the video recordings and found the day the family was packing for their trip. Bobby and Sherilyn were captured loading items into the truck by walking back and forth from the house to the vehicle about 20 times. The police believed the couple was in a zombie-like trance. I guess as opposed to the rarely seen non-zombie-like trances. On certain trips, they weren't even carrying anything in their hands. At other times, they just stood staring out into space. Sherilyn was seen loading a brown briefcase into the pickup truck, but it was never recovered. Her 22 caliber semi-automatic pistol was also missing. She regularly kept it in the pickup truck. Years went by, but no new information became available on the case. Then, on November 16, 2013, the skeletal remains of the family were discovered by deer hunters. The remains were 2.7 miles from where the pickup truck was found years earlier. The positioning of the bones suggested that the bodies were side by side with their faces down. The remains were not positively identified until July of 2014. No cause of death could be determined. There was a small hole in Bobby's skull that may have been caused by a bullet, but it also could have been caused by animals. No weapon was recovered from the scene. There was a flower positioned near Madison's remains, as if it had been placed on her body. The police investigated two potential suspects. One was Bobby's father, who had been in a legal dispute with Bobby. The situation was contentious, but the police verified his father's alibi. Another potential suspect was a boarder who lived with the family for a while. He was allegedly involved in a confrontation with Cheryl Lynn, during which she fired Bobby's gun at the man's feet. The police also verified his alibi. At the time making this video, the case is unsolved and there are no suspects. Now moving to my analysis. Before we take a look at the theories in this case, I want to cover some of the unusual beliefs maintained by Bobby and Cheryl Lynn.
Not long before the disappearance, the couple approached their pastor and talked about an unusual situation. They said their daughter Madison was communicating with an imaginary friend named Emily. The couple believed that Emily was one of many dark spirits who had invaded their house. They also said that angels were entering the house in the form of children. Sherwin believed that the spirits of a long-dead family lived in the house, and Bobby specifically mentioned three or four spirits who would hang out on the roof. The couple wondered if an exorcism might be in order. Bobby asked the pastor if he knew where it was possible to buy special bullets, which could be used to shoot the spirits off of the roof. Ohio is a land of mystery. From missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface, to strange phenomenon slicing through her skies. From myths that have evolved around historic events and people, to the unsolved murders and disappearances that keep her communities wondering what happened. Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app and let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. In addition to this supernatural ammunition, Bobby planned to use a copy of the Satanic Bible, which he recently purchased, to conduct his own exorcism. One of Sherilyn's friends reported that sometimes she and Sherilyn would conduct seances and that Sherilyn took them quite seriously. Sherilyn appeared to be paranoid about black cats that she owned. She thought that someone in the neighborhood was poisoning her cats. She wrote graffiti on the storage container which indicated that three cats were killed by people in the area and witches do not like their black cats killed. Several friends and family members believed that the Jameson house was haunted. When visiting, they would feel depressed and sense a horrible presence. About three months before the disappearance, Sherilyn's son Colton suggested that she acted strangely and was very depressed. He saw his mother again two weeks before the family disappeared She didn't say anything about moving to the mountains. As I mentioned, Sherilyn had bipolar disorder. She did not consistently take her medication as prescribed. She may have been experiencing psychosis. Perhaps this psychosis affected Bobby as well, like some type of 
shared psychotic disorder situation. He was already particularly isolated and paranoid, therefore more vulnerable to delusions. Let's take a look at the theories about what could have happened in this case. Theory number one is that the family was murdered. There are several factors that support this theory. The bodies were found side by side, as if the family members were executed. No weapon was found. Their dog was locked in their truck. Bobby had a hole in his skull that may have been caused by a bullet. They were in an area known for methamphetamine production and carrying $32,000 in cash. And Bobby had difficulty walking due to his back, yet he was found 2.7 miles away from the truck. This was extremely rough terrain with dense vegetation. It would have taken a long time to walk that far. Moving to the factors contradicting this theory, the $32,000 was found in the couple's truck. If they were murdered, why didn't the killers take the money? There was no indication of a struggle near the truck. No drugs were found in the vehicle or in the family house. Therefore, it does not appear that the family was involved in a drug deal gone bad. Presumably, the killers would have been involved with methamphetamine. Many people who produce and sell methamphetamine also use the drug. It's hard to imagine someone on methamphetamine walking 2.7 miles each way through rough terrain. The family had traveled to the area willingly. They were looking to buy land there. How did the killer or killers know where they were going to be? Was this a random attack? Theory number two is that Sherilyn or Bobby caused the deaths. There are three versions of this theory. Sherilyn killed the other two before bringing an end to her own life. Bobby was the killer, or Sherilyn and Bobby were working in a conspiracy. The letter that Sherilyn wrote supports the first two versions of this theory. She was angry at Bobby. Perhaps Bobby was angry at her. Their relationship was not good. The flower being found near Madison's body supports all three versions of this theory, a stranger would probably not leave a symbol of affection. The couple was paranoid and had a number of delusional beliefs. It's not unthinkable that they responded to the delusions with violence. Sherilyn's 22 caliber pistol was missing. Perhaps it was used in the crime. The real challenge with the theory that her gun was used is the fact that no weapon was recovered. Using the example of Sherilyn committing murder, the firearm should have been recovered right next to her body. Three possibilities come to mind here. Number one, Sherilyn shot Bobby and Madison, hid the firearm some distance away, returned to the scene, and simply lay on the ground and died of hypothermia or used another method like taking pills. So maybe her cause of death did not involve a firearm. Number two, Sherilyn mortally wounded herself with the firearm but was alive long enough to hide the gun and return to the scene. Number three, Sherilyn used a firearm to cause all three deaths. Later, a hunter or local resident stumbled upon the bodies, saw the gun, and decided to steal it. This is a terrible idea because it would make them look guilty of the murders. But considering the area has an abundance of methamphetamine, we know that it also has an abundance of poor decision making. Theory number three is that the couple became lost and died of hypothermia. This may have been due to paranoia, like they became frightened by some fictitious evil entity and were trying to escape. They did not have their jackets with them, and they were not familiar with the area. They huddled together and eventually died from the cold. This would explain why their bodies were found together. There are other theories as well that I'm not going to include in my analysis, simply because they are so unlikely. 
For example, the family was killed by a religious cult, aliens, or demons. The demon theory is, of course, ridiculous. If the demons killed them, they would have definitely taken the money. All that traveling back and forth between hell and earth is very expensive, and demons are routinely excluded from frequent flyer programs. When considering all the theories, how would I rank them in terms of likelihood? I think that theory number two is the best explanation. Sherilyn, Bobby, or both of them together somehow caused the deaths. The most probable version of this theory is that Bobby and Sherilyn were working together and used a method other than a firearm. Bobby and Sherilyn were paranoid and had delusions. They believed that dark spirits had invaded their house. They were carrying a large amount of cash. They were planning on making a move to further isolate themselves. It is difficult to discount the potential contribution of their bizarre behavior. After theory number two, I would go with theory number three, accidental death, like hypothermia. Then I would go with theory number one, the family was attacked by unknown assailants who left no evidence behind and did not steal anything. Now moving to my final thoughts. Paranoid delusions combined with depression can be exceedingly dangerous. Those who suffer from paranoia experience constant fear and terror. They perceive a threat, but it's not real, so there's no way they can remedy the threat outside of mental health counseling, which they do not want to participate in because of the paranoia. So we see this vicious cycle. The depression only adds to this by making them feel hopeless. Eventually, they simply reach a limit as to what they can endure. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.